0: Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the ben MGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand network. going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show all over our Twitter feed at A to Z Sports. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhunday.com to make them a part of your new car buying process. So go check them out in Lebanon. Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage, rates, and service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com ATOZ and Hughes and & Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, call Hughes & Coleman for a free case consultation, 800-800. 4,600. So Zach, uh, yesterday, I, th- I thought our conversation was healthy. Yes. With DeMar Hamlin. Uh, I do want to give all the Titans players and coaches a lot of credit for how they handled the locker room availability. If you want to go see that uh, content, it's up on our YouTube channel uh, where some of you guys are watching right now. I thought Mike Vrabel did a great job. Uh, I thought Kevin Byard uh, talking yesterday was an interesting perspective because he lost his mom this summer and I didn't know it was the cardiac arrest. Uh, but I did know his mom passed, and then Jeffrey Simmons mentioned that he had a cousin that passed away last month in December uh, on a football field in a high school football game from cardiac arrest. Uh, and then Rashad Weaver, who is uh, was a college teammate of Demar Hamlin uh, and a really good friend with Demar Hamlin, uh, who uh, was very emotional in that Titans locker room yesterday talking about his friend who is still in the hospital, still in critical condition, and uh, we will continue to keep everybody updated. A to Z com. We do cover the Buffalo bills on our website. So if you are interested in continuous updates on DeMar Hamlin, we will have that on our website, uh, a to Z sports.com throughout the week and moving forward. So Zach, as we turn towards Titans Jags on Saturday night, primetime ESPN, ABC broadcast, win and get in Mike Vrabel did name Josh Dobbs as the starting quarterback back on Monday, during his media availability to kick off this week, so let's hear from the Titans head coach. You made a decision on the quarterback. Yeah, Josh
1: will be our quarterback. Uh, I've talked to both quarterbacks and um, let them know that Josh will be our quarterback for for this week. And then Malik has to continue to prepare like a starter. Um, I'm fairly confident, you know, Malik's gonna, you know, do something to help us win in this football game. You know, and so I just. Hopeful that he'll, uh, and I know he will, continue to prepare like he has and continue to improve uh, throughout practice. When you look
2: back at the film, what did you see from Josh that you liked, whether it be operationally or just his play that led to this decision?
1: Well, I mean, I think that there was, um, you know, some good decision-making. I thought he was, was decisive. I thought um, he, he did a nice job progressing through when we gave him time, um, you know, in and around the line of scrimmage and, and, and coming out of the – you know the huddle and just getting us into the right football play and um you know thought, thought he tried to to take the you know the opportunity and run with it and and lead and and um you know i thought just think he gives us the best chance right now
0: and and mike vrabel consistent with saying that last line that josh dobbs gives the titans the best chance right now at quarterback with ryan Tannehill on into reserve after having ankle surgery and Malik Willis getting benched after his third start against the Texans on Christmas Eve. And if you go back to that Cowboys game, Zach, on Thursday Night Football last week, uh, Josh Dobbs, 230-plus yards passing. He threw a touchdown. He did have interception. He did have a lost fumble on a sack, but considering he'd only been in the building for eight or nine days, it was impressive with all the things that Mike Grable just talked about and another opportunity to build on that an eight or nine days later on a win-and-get-in-the-playoffs type of situation.
2: Yeah, and look, I agree with Frank. Frank says he threw the damn ball. That's what. It's the truth. Malik Willis had multiple opportunities throughout the course of the season to throw the football. And in times that he needed to throw the football and and stake his claim as the starting quarterback. In Kansas City, when they needed to drive in overtime, downs. in uh, at home against the Houston Texans, when they needed to drive, boom, loses the football game. And that was because of his lack of passing. Austin, this is a passing league. This is why we've talked about what the evolution of the Tennessee Titans needs to change into over the next several years as there is going to be a ton of turnover on this roster. The Super Bowl window for this particular roster, I believe, after John Robinson has been fired, things are going to change. And Derrick Henry... One more year left to go in his contract, not three more years left to go in his contract. They're going to have to change the way they play. And even in this game, they're going to have to slightly change the way that they play, and they're not going to be able to do that with Malik Willis. And I think the Titans sat back, had a long, hard look at their quarterback situation after the Houston Texans performance by Malik Willis and said, look, Joshua Dobbs, you know, you pick him up off of the practice squad, and you got to have a better opportunity to go out and get points when you need points in critical games. And they're about to go into a critical game. Yeah. Duval County, Saturday night, the Jags are playing some of the best football in the National Football League. That's the facts. I mean, you sit there and you look around the scope of the of, of the NFL, the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing some of the best football. They're scoring points. Their defense is playing pretty well. Their offense is scoring a lot more points. Hell, the Jags can score 30 points. The Titans can't. And so they're gonna barely get the 14. I mean, they've gone 14-14-13 in the last three games. Right. And so that I think all of these things have snowballed to this decision. I think it's eye-opening for Malik Willis and the future of what he he can do for this franchise in the immediacy. And I also think in the long-term, I think that trust is earned right out of the gates. And I don't think that Malik Willis, after eight months of being in the building, has earned the trust to be an NFL starter when that's what they drafted him to do. Maybe not in this position, but Joshua Dobbs, who had never started a football game before last Thursday night, you're now going to ride and die after you just picked him up off of another team's practice squad to go and do a win and get in situation. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they're making the right decision with Dobbs. Yeah. But it's all about passing. Frank was right. Yeah. Dobbs threw the damn ball. Right. And,
0: and I did see this. Bobby said that uh, they let Dobbs him Dobbs throw 40 times. They usually don't even do that with Tannehill. And let's also remember the fact that Derek Henry was not playing in the game. There was no Dontrell Hilliard. He is also on injured reserve. By the way, Derrick Henry, a full participant in yesterday's practice after having that game off, as were most Titans players uh, back at either limited or full participants. Only one reserve cornerback did not practice yesterday. Uh, But they let uh, Dobbs throw the football because they were down. Yeah, they Uh, they trailed the entire game. And they also did not have – they had Hassan Haskins, a rookie running back, and a practice squad rookie running back, and Julius Chestnut. Uh, so I did see some more. You know, Joey says, "Too bad they only let Malik Will- Willis throw it ten times a game." Well, he had Derek Henry, and Malik won't throw the ball. Like you go, like when I mentioned this after, uh, you know, or or during the Dobbs conversation around that Cowboys game, is that I remember the Baltimore Ravens playoff game when Mike Vrabel benched Malik Willis and said after the game, in the game, in the pre in the preseason game against the Ravens that uh, Vrabel said, well, you got to throw the football. And he wasn't making the reads. He was running with his legs instead of throwing the ball. So they know they have to get the ball out quick with this offensive line. And Josh Dobbs uh, is the better of the two options right now at quarterback for the Titans.
2: It's processing. That's the difference. Malik Willis cannot process at the rate and the speed of the NFL yet. And I don't know if he ever will, but right now he, he can't. I mean, we've seen him enough. We've seen the coaches see enough. Joshua Dobbs, he's been in the league. He hasn't started a bunch. He doesn't have a ton of experience, but at least he showed us that he can process. And that's what quarterbacks, I mean, when you draft a quarterback, that's the number one thing that you're trying to do. Can this guy, that's what makes Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and the great quarterbacks that we've seen in this league in recent history, that's what they do very, very well. They process at the speed of light and they know where to get the ball out of because you don't have to be super athletic and run around the yard to play NFL quarterback. We've mm-hmm. also seen that you just have to process what the play is versus what the defense gives you and make the play. Malik Willis is not very good at doing this, uh, doing that at this particular time. And Josh Dobbs with what they have on their roster, Josh jobs just does that better. Right now,
0: yeah, he absolutely does. It is esports here live on this Wednesday. Let's go ahead and ask this question, Zach. What is your confidence level in Josh Dobbs to lead the Titans to a win over the Jags, which would get the Titans into the NFL playoffs? Where's your confidence level in Josh Dobbs to lead the Titans to a win over the Jags on a one through 10 scale? Zach, I'll let you tell everybody about farm Bureau health plans.
2: Yeah, fbhp.com is where you need to go to get your health plan. I got my health plan at the beginning of 2022. I'm carrying it on over into 2023, and I'm really glad that I did. It really changed the way that I look at my health plan because my previous health plan was more expensive. My previous health plan wasn't as good of a plan, and it didn't help me, excuse me, in dental and vision. And that is key. So your health plan has a lot of different steps And Farm Bureau Health Plans has given me those. It was a quick health assessment. Once they did that, I got a quote. I got my rate. And man, am I happy with it. Visit FBHP.com slash A to Z. You can do this at any point in time. You can give them a call. You can talk to somebody on the phone like I like to do, right? I can email. I like communication. And that is one good quality of Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee is they are good communicators. When I put my receipt in, I had to email somebody. I immediately got an email back and I actually checked this 54 minutes, man. I love that. <laughs> if somebody can respond to me in 54 minutes, yeah. we're going to do good business. I've right. been doing good business with farm bureau health plans. They've been doing good business with me. That's FBHP.com slash a to Z.
0: Hey, good business with BetMGM MGM too, because they give you options and offers uh, when it comes to your sports betting, how about this? Download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk-free bet on pro football up to one thousand dollars. It's a great way to join BetMGM. Have a happy new year uh, with BetMGM, like uh, Zach and I've been doing for the last couple of years. So, BetMGM, download the BetMGM app. That code is ATOZ Sports. You make your first deposit, and your first bet on pro football is risk-free up to one. $1,000. Visit betmg.com for terms and conditions. 21 or old. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions start to qualification. Eligible requirements. rewards, issued with knowledge of or credit for bets seven days. For problem and game of support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Zach, I'll send you to the chat. uh What is your confidence level in Josh Dobbs uh to lead the Titans to a win over the Jags, which would get the Titans in the playoffs as AFC South champs for the third year in a row. On a one through 10 scale, where's everybody's confidence at right now?
2: So I think it's a little bit all over the board. Travis says three. Lott says three. Brock says seven. Orlando has a 5.5. So just over the fence in confidence in Dobbs. Guy says six. Andrew with the four. 4.7 from Titans, Kyle. 6.5 from Daniel. Sam goes five. Jay, 2.8. Mr. Jones is off the Richter scale at 11. Titan up says five. Got a couple of sevens coming in from T. And Michael, eight from Cioto. Dom says four. Jonathan with a five. Uh, Allah goes four. Joseph says five. Stephen King goes 4.4. 4, but I hope they lose. And that's a conversation that we'll talk about later in the week mm-hmm. of losing versus winning and the repercussions against the Jacksonville Jaguars moving forward. Ronnie says 5.5. Brad says five. Caleb, 6.5. Brent, five seven point five. So, I mean, they're they're all over the board, and more are coming in. Trey goes six, Alex with a 4.5, Deshaun Washington with a 6.5. But they're all in that, like, mid-range, right, from six to four, somewhere in between. Uh, So not a ton of confidence, but I didn't see a ton of, like, ones or, like, you know, doom and gloom, which is – if you look at, like, the structure of the roster and all of the injuries going into this football game after already losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars, or after already losing five in a row, you know, I'm actually kind of surprised that we didn't see more ones and twos. Austin, what is your number? And let me reread the, uh, the yeah. question, which is, what's your confidence level in Dobbs to lead the Titans to win over the Jags on Saturday night? So, you know, it's
0: it's tough because this is a a it's not an easy a- answer it's a complicated answer because we saw Josh Dobbs against the Cowboys 8 days in the building with no Derek Henry with only one starter on the offensive line who was Aaron Brewer uh, and I guess technically Dennis Stanley and then uh throw for 230 yards and th- score a touchdown, lead a drive, had a couple opportunities and bot made some mistakes, right? And made some bad throws, but made some good plays and nice plays. And then I, I remember what the Titans were able to do in the first half offensively against Jacksonville, the first go around. And they gained 230 yards in the first half on offense. Now they had two turnovers that ruined scoring opportunities, and that was with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. And so I, I think the Titans will be able to move the ball to some extent against the Jags. My confidence in Dobbs, I think five and a half is fair because I don't think it's fair to Josh Dobbs to be overly confident in him to win this game. I just don't think it's realistic to expect a quarterback like Josh Dobbs, who's been in the league for six years and only making his second start He's bounced around for a couple different teams, right? He was drafted by the Steelers, went to the Jags, then went back to the Steelers, then the Browns and the Lions, and now he's with the Titans. You know, I don't think it's fair to expect him to win. And so be surprised if he wins. But I feel like Josh Dobbs can do enough to have the Titans to be within striking distance to win the game. So I'll say 5.5 out of 10 is my confidence level in Dobbs. Now, if I wanted to bring a confidence level in Malik, it would be a lot lower than that. And maybe cut it in half uh, because of what Malik Willis has not been able to show us with throwing the football. The Titans are going to have to throw the football and make plays through the air to win this game. They can't expect Henry to go for 200 plus, score three touchdowns on 35 carries. They have to throw the ball to win, in my opinion.
2: Malik, I would be a one. That's
0: yeah, I, my, two, I was about to say I, two and a quarter. probably. Yeah,
2: I, I would be a one. And yeah. That's generous. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself because it's Wednesday, but there is a recipe to win this game. And I know what it is. The Titans know what it is. The problem is, is they haven't been able to execute that recipe in the last five games. So can they win? Yes, they can. They have the formula. They know what to do. It's just, can they do it with the players that they have? Joshua Dobbs, I'm on the other side of the fence. You're okay. at a 5.5, I'm at a 4.5. I think Joshua Dobbs can. The likeliness, his back is up against the wall. The pressure is at our all-time high. It's in Jacksonville. Jacksonville's playing very good. Jacksonville's offense scores points. Here's my the reason why I'm at a 4.5. I just don't believe that the Titans can score enough points. And that's my fear. And you said, Austin, 5.5, if the Titans... You know, Joshua Dobbs can get them within striking distance. Ah. I don't think that they can strike when they need to strike at the end of the game, though. And I guess striking distance is different than actually striking.
0: Sure, uh, but I I guess this conf like we're the confidence question that we're asking now is about Josh Dobbs, not about the Titans' offensive line, not about Todd Downing, not about the fumble problems that Derrick Henry's had over his last four or five games. It's about Josh Dobbs. And and I think when I focus it in on Josh Dobbs, I saw what eight days in the building looked like on a short week against the Cowboys, who have an incredible pass rush, and the offensive line for the Titans is the worst in football. And I I, I still think Josh Dobbs, if if he played at that level against the Cowboys, what can it look like? nine more days after that. And how much more can they do? Because we saw the close-ups and Dobbs audible at the line, making calls and Vrabel talked about it earlier in the show, the clip that we played of getting the Titans in the right play at the right time. I I, I think Dobbs will do and can do his part to get the Titans in striking distance. That's, that's where the striking distance comment comes from me.
2: Dobbs can do his part. Well, I've got a good question. Uh, that, Maybe we want to save for tomorrow or, or Friday, but okay. you know, will Derrick Henry help or hinder Joshua Dobbs? You sat there and you saw him pass for 40 times. He's not going to do that. That's not the way that Derrick Henry offense is set up, right? What was
0: the What was the first play from scrimmage for the Titans? You remember uh, with Josh Dobbs against the Cowboys? It was a shotgun with Haskins to Dobbs' right hip. It was a fake zone read. Rolled Dobbs out to the right. He hit Chig in the flats for a 10-yard game.
2: Yeah, we, had that, has that ever been a first play when Derrick Henry's been a No, starter? typically that first
0: play was an Arthur Smith play where Tannehill was under center, fake run to left, roll, boot Tannehill out to the right, hit Johnu Smith for 10 yards, or Tannehill runs for 11.
2: Exactly. So, like, give credit to Todd Downing in the sense of, like, he didn't just try to run the football with Haskins like he did Derrick Henry, right? At least he changed things up. But Derrick Henry's coming back. So I think that's – I think Josh Dobbs has shown here's how they win offensively in this sense of what this conversation we're talking about, Austin. Mm-hmm. If Derrick Henry can run the football and Josh Dobbs can just make the throws that Derrick Henry is going to afford him to th- to make, right? Mm-hmm is because that's what has helped Ryan Tannehill over the last couple of years, is the threat of 22 going for 65 or 45 in a score to bring some of the defense up to open up Robert Woods and Hooper and Chig and Burks. And once they're open, two things have to happen. Joshua Dobbs has to make the throw, and the wide receiver has to make the catch. And, and, and that's right. what we have not seen well, consistently. It, but Zach, like
0: again, the question is confidence level in Josh Dobbs. I still stick to my four point five. You can continue not... to
2: ask the or answer the, ask the question. It's still a four point five. No, I,
0: I know. Like in Josh Dobbs, like what? Like Josh Dobbs had some of his teammates not help him out enough in the Cowboys game. Robert Woods fell down on one third down and flat out dropped another one. Traylon Burks dropped a key third down. The and and those two third down drops from Woods and Burks, we talked about this the day after the game, could have resulted in 50 more yards on those two plays alone, plus whatever would have come from the Titans with a new set of downs. Would they have scored on either drive? I don't know. Would they have scored on one? I I don't know. Probably not both. But would they have scored more in that game situation? It would have made it a lot tighter of a game if Robert Woods and Burks would have made a play for their new quarterback. They did not. Those were not the most accurate pass in the world, but 1,000% catchable passes on third-down situations where Dobbs did his job and delivered the football to an open receiver. One guy makes $10 million a year. The other guy's a first-round draft pick, and they both let down their brand-new quarterback. So that is where I I still... And my trust level in Dobbs is higher than yours because I, I saw Dobbs in some key spots, make plays that he probably shouldn't have been able to make because of the circumstances of him being around for eight or nine days.
2: Geez, you just reminded me. It's not Bobby Trees, it's Bobby Bank Robber. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? He's gotten paid $10 million, and I know they restructured it. Oh yeah, How about this,
0: Zach? How about this, Zach? Uh, oh, and this just to rub a little dirt God. on it. Uh, I'm just going to make it worse. One really? of the last things that John Robinson did as Titans GM was restructured Bobby Bobby Trees' contract to give Robert Woods an extra two point six million dollars of money in his pocket this year. Fireable offense. Now, now, no, well, well, what we don't know is that two point six million dollars could have been used from Ryan Cowden to bring in Josh Dobbs or to do something else, right? Like the Titans were in a tight spot on the cap and they probably needed that two point six in space this year. For from Robert Woods for something, uh, and uh, if if Josh Dobbs was a part of the return in that cap space, and he wins a game in Jacksonville to get you the playoffs, then the restructure was worth it. Man, but again, still Bobby
2: Bank robber is not worth the ten million. I mean, think about that, guys. Settle that in. Ten million dollars for Robert Woods, who has been trash. That I mean, that's what he's been. He has, and there's no ifs, ands, buts about it. Bobby Trees has been Bobby Bank Robber because he is the money that they paid him to do or what he has not done this season is atrocious. There's one word. Uh, Let's get to some. uh, I want to get to uh, some, some lunch money comments. Yeah. Noah says, This may be a weird question, but if Dobbs plays well and wins, What might that mean for Tannehill over next year? I'm thinking about cap space now, Noah. That is a much bigger question than, uh, and we appreciate the lunch money. That is a much bigger question than I think. Then Wednesday, January 4th. Yeah. At this this juncture, yeah. But I do think that it is it. it, it, There, there. It warrants the question because of what it is. John says with some lunch money, Henry is the Titans' greatest weapon, but also is the Achilles' heel. If they lose, it'll be because they hold Dobbs back because of Henry being there. And, John, that's the point that I brought up is help or hinder. Yeah, and maybe and- we'll ask that tomorrow or Friday yeah, because but- I do think it's a great question because you can look at it in two different ways. Is Derrick Henry's probably your only chance to actually be in the running, but is he going to hold back a quarterback that doesn't know how to work within the offense within Derrick Henry? Or maybe he does. Maybe Josh Dobbs is the type of quarterback that's closer to Ryan Tannehill that can stand in the pocket and make throws. Because what we found out is Malik Willis is not that that, that type of guy.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to do some quick research real quick. Let's see if I can find it um, and if it's meaningful at all. Uh, so Josh Dobbs's rookie season when he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers that was the last year in 2017 that Le'Veon Bell was a part of the Steelers and that Steelers offense with Le'Veon Bell and Big Ben, plus the wide receivers they had, the offense was more like a Titans run first offense uh, than we can really can. So there is, there is something that Dobbs has been in a run heavy system with a bell cow running back like Le'Veon Bell. Uh, And also I, I do think You know, spending some time behind Ben Roethlisberger is valuable there, too. Now, Nick brings up something. It's fair for Nick to bring up, and I do think it'll lead me into a different conversation and kind of something that's relevant for this situation. But Nick on YouTube says, Austin, you're more on Dobbs because you're a Vols fan. Shake my head. He's trash. Look, Josh Dobbs is not a good NFL quarterback. Josh Dobbs is not a I don't think future full-time starter as an NFL quarterback, but I don't think he's trash. I think you have to look at what he was able to do on Thursday night against the Cowboys and call that an admirable performance in his first career start in a weird spot with nobody else helping him around. I just found a stat, Zach, that maybe we'll talk about some tomorrow or Friday that just shows how bad the Titans' offensive line has been. And Josh Jobs was able to make some plays. Now, he, he threw a pick that killed him. He fumbled the football that hurt him a lot, too. And he can't do that, but he's got to be better. But he's not trash. But how about this, Zach, because of my familiarity of being a Tennessee Vols fan and going to school there and being I'm glad you finally
2: admitted that after all these years. That's that Zach, yeah, uh, It's you're a lot, finally, easy. no longer Thank in you. denial.
0: Well, I, I don't, I, yeah, it's a lot easier to call yourself a Tennessee Vol fan uh, when they're 11 and 2 off of whipping Dabbo Sweeney's ass mm. in the Orange Bowl. That's, um,
2: that's called bandwagoning. <laughs>
0: now, that's that, that was a uh, tongue in cheek joke, I, I, um, I, but I, you get them. So, so was mine. But I, I also don't uh, cover the Vols personally anymore, so that allows me to view it differently. Um, So, with Josh Dobbs, you just brought up the hinder or help when it comes to Derrick Henry. The the Vols were in the same spot in 2015 and 16 when Josh Dobbs was at quarterback and Jalen Hurd was the running back. Jalen Hurd was promised by Butch Jones to be an I-formation offense, but Butch Jones, one of the smarter things that he did, was actually not do that because the Tennessee Vols offense would be better if it was set up for Josh Dobbs's success as the quarterback. And so they made it a shotgun spread style offense. Jalen Hurd did not like it as much, ended up leaving, all that kind of stuff uh, played out. But the right move was to focus Josh Dobbs as the offensive key, as great as Jalen Hurd was. Derrick Henry is way better than Jalen Hurd And Derrick Henry, an NFL running back, better than Jalen Hurd as a college running back. But the same situation I think does kind of pop up here is that how much does that play a factor? I think Derrick Henry can be still effective in a Josh Dobbs or Malik Willis friendly offense uh, and doesn't just have to be the offense we've seen from the Titans over the last three years with Derrick Henry. And so there is a little bit of crossover. I think that we can look back into how the Vols handled that with Dobbs in 15 and 16 uh, with Henry here, but you know, Derrick Henry owns the Jags. Derrick Henry is torched this franchise in his hometown over his career. So you still have to make sure you can get 22 to help you get into the playoffs.
2: Well, and we, look, we've got a video from Dobbs uh, that we'd love to play. Austin, why don't you tell people about Hughes and Coleman before we get to that video?
0: Absolutely. Uh, Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, they are uh, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation. Uh, Their phone number is as easy as it gets. 800-800-4600. I hope everybody watching here Uh, does not ever get in a car accident. I hope someone you know doesn't get in a car accident. But if that happens, because it does happen, unfortunately, Hughes & Coleman is where you need to go uh, because they have recovered over $1 billion for their clients over the last 30-plus years in Tennessee and in Kentucky and can help do the same thing for you. So that's Hughes & Coleman Injury Lawyers for a free case consultation. If you've been injured in a car wreck, call them for a free case consultation, 800 800 4,600, principal office, Nashville, Tennessee.
2: A-Z Sports were powered by BetMGM. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports right there on your screen. They're the king of sportsbook. That's BetMGM. Download the app today. New users get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football. Got a lot of pro football over the next several weeks. A lot of meaningful pro football. So download the app today. That's BetMGM in your Apple or Android store.
0: Alright, so this video from Josh Dobbs, we'll play it here uh, from yesterday inside the locker room about, you know, what type of pressure he's under uh, as the Titans quarterback trying to get a win or in a playoff game against the Jacks.
3: Playoff hopes on your shoulders. You know, it's just it's just another week in the NFL, right? <laughs> um, no, it's it's, um, it's a tremendous opportunity. I think it starts there. Um, I'm thankful to be here, a part of this team, and um, just the way the guys have welcomed me in uh, and allowed me just to just come in and be myself. I'm excited to leave this weekend. I know it's a big game, obviously. I haven't been here in the entire year, but um, anytime you have a chance to go to the playoffs is a tremendous opportunity. I'm excited. The the game and obviously the um, magnitude of the game, right? Everything around it. It's what you dream of playing in NFL football. You wanna play meaningful football, especially in December and January, right? You wanna play in those playoff games, Um, so you wanna be a part of that. So um, I've watched and been a part of teams, I've been a part of that. Um, So to play in it, um, there's a lot of excitement around it. But also, there's also recognition in the preparation, right? The lead up to it, the maximizing today being Tuesday or Wednesday practice. Practice maximizing those reps and uh, my encounters with my teammates and getting helping them get prepared, help them see what I'm seeing from the quarterback position, so that when Saturday comes, you know we just go play football and all the emotions out of it is taken away. We're able to just lock in on each play and just go play ball.
0: So Josh Dobbs there starts that video by making a joke, right? I, I think, and that's what Mike Vrabels talked about with Dobbs that what he's learned over the last few weeks of Dobbs being in the building is that how calm he is and how he handles his overall situation so Zach what do you think there
2: well I think you know we we had a comment earlier say you know what is this going to mean for Dobbs if he wins well this is a this is a tryout for Joshua Dobbs this is prime time look the Cowboys game didn't have Derrick Henry didn't have Jeffrey Simmons, didn't have Danico Autry, didn't have a lot of players that could have played in that game. Now this is for all the marbles. That's why they put this on Saturday night. This is a tryout for Dobbs. I think he understands the meaning of this game, but it's not necessarily only the meaning for the Tennessee Titans' future of making the playoffs. This is a meaningful game for Joshua Dobbs to see if, he can actually play NFL football on a big stage and beat Trevor Lawrence. It looks like uh, Austin bowed out. I think he's got some internet problems. But, uh, you know, you look at that and you say, you know, what's going to happen? I I think this is huge for, you know, the Tennessee type. If you look at Joshua Dobbs and what this means for him, number 11 can go out and he can prove a lot of people – Wrong. I mean, he's this is his first start was last Thursday, which is wild. Now he's sitting here and he's on the biggest stage of anybody, the biggest stage on Saturday night. And he's going to get to showcase that he gets Derek Henry back, he gets Jeffrey Simmons back, he also gets Nico Autry in a defense. And I think he also gets a team off of a five game losing streak. I do think that there's benefit in the sense of. I think this team wants to win. Now, should they win? I think that's a whole other conversation. Right? Should they win and what their draft position should be is completely different than what Mike Vrabel and this, this team wants to accomplish. I think they want to prove themselves right and a lot of people wrong. If, if you look at what this Titans season has represented, the ups and downs, they were at seven and three at one point, and then all of a sudden they've loot lost five in a row, and kind of a little bit more of a laughing stock of the NFL, that will all kind of disappear if they're able to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they can. I mean, we sat here and talked about they have the ability. Uh, They absolutely do have the ability to, to beat the Jags on Saturday night. I think it will. You know, the Jags are playing much better football, but the Titans are capable. And they've been in these situations before when they've been and this is probably when the Tennessee plays its best football. Is when they are counted out. That's when usually they rise to the occasion and they surprise people and say, "Well, uh, that's a Mike Vrabel-led football team. What do you know? That's a drag it out dog fight at the end of the night, and they win." And so I, I don't. I'm at a four point five from Josh Dobbs of the earlier question, but I think what we saw from that video of Josh Dobbs is his demeanor. I mean he's a very intelligent guy. We all know that. But his demeanor I feel like can help this football team in a situation that they're coming off of a five game losing streak and they are in a must win situation. 6 game losing streak. Uh but you know it also like how much <laughs> I forget about the Cowboys because it, it was meaningless but Yeah. But, but they lost, you're right. But but how much how much does Josh Dobbs demeanor
0: in the huddle in the locker room of being calm in this situation, make his teammates feel. You know, Derrick Henry is a leader for this football team. He's going to play on Saturday against the Jags. He's ready to go. Jeffrey Simmons is a leader. Kevin Byers is a leader. Those guys are going to be back and playing very, very well and at a high level. And now Josh Dobbs, who is the third starting quarterback for this season. But is coming in here as cool and calm, ready to go out there and make plays. And I think he gained a lot of trust from his teammates uh, with how he performed against the Cowboys.
2: It's about Derrick Henry. If yeah. they're going to win this game, it's Derrick Henry. And everybody knows this. It's it's not going to be because if they lose this game, it's going to be about the Jacksonville Jaguars, how well they're playing, and how defeated the Titans been has have been on their six-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. It's Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry can keep them in the game. And you said that in the first quarter, he ran for almost 100 yards, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. against Jacksonville earlier Mm -hmm. on in the season. If that can be spread out and be consistent, Dobbs doesn't have to be, well, Dobbs should not have to be a superhero, right? If they get down by 17, he'll have to be a superhero. And I don't think he has the cape to do that. If they keep this game close, they control the clock. They utilize Derrick Henry in in trying to march down the field, minimize mistakes, and just ask Dobbs to do to just make like five to six throws that down the field to extend and get them in scoring range. That's how they have to simplify Josh Dobbs.
0: Yeah. Well, and they had three explosive plays, well, three 30 plus yard plays pass plays in that game last week against the Cowboys. One to Burks, catch and run, one to Racing McMath, deep ball, one uh, running back screen uh, to Julius Chestnut. That was a really nice, well-timed play call from Downing and a good execution from Dobbs, Chestnut, the offensive line, and the receivers moving forward. So, you know, you saw three different explosive plays in three different ways. And so you need more of that to go along with you need 150 yards from Henry and for him to not fumble the football, because that has been a backbreaker for the Titans or uh, those fumbles.
2: Their mistake line is razor thin. Yeah. you they they cannot make mistakes that hurt the football team. And mistakes being like interceptions and 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 fumbles and turnovers and muff punts, yes. I mean, sacks
0: get, to get you out of field goal range, but
2: penalties. Yep, penalties. Like, penalties I think is huge on this offensive line as well because look, that Burks, a Burks play was called back because of a hold, right? Like against the Texans, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that and that was a big play. Those things cannot happen in the situation that you're in. I do think that the Titans think in their heart of hearts that they can win this football game and I do think that sure. that's that's powerful. You know, well, I think they can. But that should be surprising to a lot of people. They've just lost six in a row. They're on a quarterback that just walked in the door. They have had drop passes. Their offensive line is putrid. Their defense is not very good. They're missing probably their be- their best linebacker in the inside uh, in David Long Jr. like mm. They should not think that they're going to win. But I do think that they do, and that is a testament to Mike Vrabel, though. That's why they do. I think yeah. with any other head coach, right? Let's say, like, ifs and butts beer and nuts. If Urban Meyer was coaching this team, they would think that they would lose, right? But because they have the returning coach of the year, they think with all of those things that I just listed, they still could win, and that is unique to a team.
0: Yeah. All right. So Mike Vrabel did say something. We've got a lot of conversations to have tomorrow on a Thursday and Friday about this game and about the overall situation uh, with this uh, Titans-Jags win and in game Saturday night. Then we have our pregame, halftime, and postgame show Saturday as well. So we got a big uh, few days ahead of us when it comes to this content. But Mike Vrabel did say something, Zach, on Monday when he was talking about Josh Dobbs that made me go, Oh, what does that mean? Uh, so we'll play that clip about from Mike Vrabel and then Zach, uh, let's now hear from Wilson County Hyundai.
2: Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. Your perfect make and model is right around the corner. 2023 is here, but you can get a great deal at the beginning of this year. Payne Bone, who owns and operates Wilson County Hyundai. We'll hook you up with your perfect ride. All you got to do is take a quick trip down I-40, exit 236. Check out the Palisade, which is a full-size SUV with third-row seating. The Sonata, which is a four-door sedan that I absolutely love. You've got the Elantra, the Santa Fe, the Tucson, even the Ionic, which is battery-powered. So you got the Ionic, which is battery-powered, and all the other vehicles that I listed. Fuel efficient. Get a great deal at wilsoncountyhyundai.com.
0: Also, download the BetMG map. Use our code ATOZSPORTS. You get a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000 with your first bet on pro football. Again, risk-free up to $1,000. So all you got to do, download the BetMG map, sign up using our code ATOZSPORTS. You make your first deposit, and then right there, that first bet on pro football is risk-free up to $1,000. Let's go back to Mike Vrabel's press conference. So this is... Within the answer, when Mike Vrabel was asked about his quarterback starter, Mike Vrabel says, "Yeah, Josh is going to be the starter." Uh, here is what he continued to say about Malik Willis:
1: "Fairly confident, you know, Malik's going to, you know, do something to help us win in this football game, you know, and so I just you know, hopeful that he'll, uh, and I know he will, continue to prepare like he has and continue to improve uh, throughout practice." So, continue to pre- prepare uh, throughout practice. Sure. But when Vrabel
0: said, "I feel confident that Malik can help the Titans win against the Jags in this game," I was like, "What does that mean? Did I mean is that just uh, Mike Vrabel coach speak vomiting, or is that something that Mike Vrabel? Because Mike Vrabel, we've talked about throughout this, this entire season, through the comments pre John Robinson firing, the the reaction to John Robinson firing, all the you know how he picks and chooses his words and they mean something." He doesn't just throw out. I don't think Mike Vrabel typically just throws things out there like this.
1: Fairly confident, you know, Malik's going to, you know, do something to help us win in this football game, you know. And so I just you know, hopeful that he'll, uh, and I know he will continue to prepare like he has and continue to improve uh, throughout practice. Do something to help us win this football game. <clears throat> That's but, not just nothing.
2: Awesome. Austin. Austin. Earlier Is in it? the season, when Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback and they put him in, he didn't help the football team. I, I'm aware. <clears throat> yeah. So why would he do it now? I don't know.
0: Because we have not heard anything like a Malik Willis special package in months.
2: I think it's bleh. <clears throat> You think it's just
0: coach speak vomit, and he just was talking and let that slip out and then was like, oh, crap, I got to save this somehow.
2: Yeah, I would be very surprised if we saw Malik Willis, if not forced, right? If something happens to Josh Dobbs and and Malik Willis has to come in, that's just the situation at hand. But I would be very, very surprised if they're going to put a Malik Willis package in because every time they've tried to do that, he's messed up.
0: Yeah, well, and Dom says that he fumbled that one time. I think people overreacted to that. Well, it wasn't just the fact that he fumbled the one time; it was a, it <laughs> you was try a to take a handoff like this. Yeah, that's not how you take a handoff. He had his arms wrong. His basket wasn't open enough. He tried to grab the football from the quarterback and said, "I let the quarterback put it put it in the gut." Well, everybody don't, don't do that. Everybody who's received a, a handoff knows that that was wrong in like four different ways. But still, like. He's gonna. I feel Mike Vrabel's words. I feel confident Malik is gonna do something to help us win this game. What does that mean? Does it? And so you think? So let's
2: just do quick for you and I. Something or nothing.
0: I think it's something. I think it's something because there are no tomorrows. Right. This game, there is no tomorrow if you lose it. So
2: so you don't want to. You don't want to cost your team by putting Malik Willis into the game and making another mistake.
0: I I agree. And is there is there anything to Malik Willis having real in game experience now compared to him not having it when they were trying to do the cute stuff earlier in the year? No.
2: He's not very good. I, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying he is good. I, know, just, I didn't I didn't say you said he was very yeah. good. He's not very good. What we found out in 2022, looking back, we found out that Malik Willis at this point in time is not very good. He's not very good at NFL football. Now we we've, we've seen players be dang that rookie. He's pretty good at NFL football. That's not how I think about Malik Willis. So and why so you so cannot able just say something for no reason? Yes, I believe so. I I, I, I mean I that's my belief.
0: We just know, that, Zach. This is season five as Mike Vrabel's a head coach. He just doesn't say things for no reason.
2: <clears throat> We're happy to have the on the team. I don't actually believe 100. No, but of that. there's a
0: no, no. There's a reason for that comment. The reason for that comment is to say the right thing publicly.
2: He's, but look, Mike Vrabel is not perfect by any means. And when you're put in a position, when you're asked a bunch of questions at a press conference, you don't say 100% everything truthful and, and really what you mean. You protect your team and your franchise. And Mike Vrabel is probably at the best at doing that. This, If they put Malik Willis in and he screws up, what is that going to do setting up for the future? You oh, now just continuously put him in positions yeah. to win and he's lost. And let me be clear. I don't it's think. Not very good. Ju-
0: just because I say I think this is something from Mike Vrabel, not nothing, doesn't mean I think that something is a good thing. I don't think it's a good idea to put Malik in a situation like that, again, based off of what's happened this past season. But I, I don't think Vrabel just said that. Yeah,
2: well, maybe Jimmy's right. Maybe Vrabel meant to say, right, well, Doc. Let's,
0: let's play the full video. <laughs> no, no, we
2: don't need to do that. No, okay. You, know, you could play the ending and know that he, well, I mean, no, it doesn't really matter.
0: Okay. Again, I, I think, I think there's something to it. I think when Mike Vrabel says, I feel confident Malik is going to do something to help us win this game. That's the quote. I feel confident that Malik is going to do something to help us win this game.
2: That's what he said. I, not I, know, dogs, I, not I don't think that it's going to happen. He, he may have said that. But I do not believe that that's going to happen. You just I think do you just... not believe that we will see Malik Willis in a package or on the field on Saturday night unless he is forced into that based on injury or circumstance.
0: Yeah, equipment malfunction or injury to Dobbs. And that's the only reason why Malik will be on the field.
2: Yeah, I, I think Jared's kind of right. It's just political nonsense. Timothy, it's BS coach speak. It's just, It's okay. Everybody does it. But Malik Willis is not very good. Right. So, don't, so why would if we all know that the Titans have actions have told us that they know that by him not being start him not starting for two consecutive weeks, they know that he's not very good. I don't expect them to put a not very good player in on their own terms.
0: The only reason why I think there's something to it is because it it could be the last day at school. And the last day at school. If you know, there's you got nothing to lose.
2: What? Yeah, you do. You have everything to lose. Your season is on nah, the line. Look, that's not right. Right, but you got to. You're <laughs> it's not throwing, the last day. You're of throwing
0: every punch. You're throwing every play that you've worked. Like
2: what we don't. No, done, no that, wrong. If if here it is. It's Billy Madison. If you fail, you got to start over. Right. If you if you pass, you continue on in this journey. You have everything. To lose, it's not nothing to lose. No, I've your plan. That's not how this team, I, and this is what we talked about. This is not how this team thinks. It may be how the outside and the outside world, and you and I talk about, and the fans think. They're thinking, "Hey, top ten exactly, draft pick." Hey, exactly. hey, hey, that's not what the, the Titans are.
0: Zach, the Titans have a third, their third quarterback uh, starting. They have a, an atrocious offensive line because of injuries and other decisions. They've got six consecutive losses. They're starting quarterbacks on IR with 19 of his other teammates. And and they, and they, they, they can don't
2: still make the playoffs right, by winning and, Saturday.
0: And, and I think, and I think the Titans probably, if the Titans are smart, which we think they are for the most part, then, <laughs>
2: They, right. for, Speak for yourself. Don't say we.
0: I think, you know, Zach, for the most part, you think Mike Vrabel's coaching staff is a... You, is a well,
2: wait. So, but say what you said. We think that the Titans are smart. Yeah, well, I, I think, think that they've shown... I'm
0: talking about the game plan situation. I'm talking about like, in, like the football aspect of it. I don't care about front office. I don't care about... I'm talking about what happens in meeting rooms on the practice field and game planning that over the last eight months, there is something that we have not seen that... Involves Malik Willis's raw athletic ability. There's got if there's not, then the Titans are really bad at their job. There is something that they've worked on once a week for the last eight months that they haven't shown. There, every team has that. Zach, we know this. Every team's got it. Once upon a time, the Titans had it. It's called the Music City Miracle.
2: It's not Malik Willis, but it's but again, it's something that it's not Malik Willis. Your point is you're saying that it, it, Malik Willis is not Malik Willis. Sorry. I think I, I He not he but I will say it again. Malik Willis knowing, is not very good. Knowing what the situation
0: was when the Titans were installing, when the players were away and Mike Vrabel and his staff were still thinking about football during end of June, early July, they they know what Malik Willis is as a project this year—they found out
2: that he's not very good, Austin. Uh, okay, don't put not very good players on the field to do not very good jobs.
0: I I still think that there is something that they have worked on once a week for eight months that they have not shown anybody.
2: Right, and Dom, I'll kind of halfway throw shade at myself. He says he th- he runs a four-five and has value on the foot. John Ross, I thought John Ross is going to be good. He ran like a two seven. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but John
0: Ross was like a pencil. Uh, you know, Malik Willis, Willis is
2: I not very good. Look, eventually we're going to be able to make t-shirts. That's going to be a t-shirt. Malik Willis is not very good. I don't know who the hell is going to buy them. That is a Titans fan, but it is the cold hard facts. He's just not very good. I just don't think Mike Vrabel— Do you Vrabel, think he is? No, I'm not saying— Okay, again, like, I had to ask. I don't want this to get crossed. I,
0: I had to I, ask. I, Zach, I clarified this minutes ago. But I know.
2: I, I need more
0: clarification. I don't want this to get crossed. I don't think using Malik Willis in a special situation is a smart thing to do. But Mike Vrabel, what I also know from— watching his press conferences and being around him and covering the team for the last five years he's been the head coach, he doesn't just say things like, I'm confident Malik Willis is going to do something to help us win this game. Going to do something is what I kept going back to. Going to do something.
2: Uh, that's what I think it is.
0: Okay. And if that's what it is, then Mike Vrabel, maybe he just... Threw that out there, so Doug Peterson and the Jags like, oh, what's what's there? You
2: go. It's gamesmanship, and Bork. I want to clarify this real quick. He says, wasn't Zach clamoring for Malik packages before (laughs) the season? I was not. Yes, yes. Well, and they did it. Yeah. The point is, they did it. I said that they were going to do it. They did it. And Bork, here's the difference: they realized he's not very good. That I realized that too, Bork. We all learned something. That Malik Wallace in year one, they tried that. And I thought that they should. That's the only way that they were going to find that out if he was worthy enough to be on the field more. And they figured it out. They did. Bork, I'm glad you brought that back. I predicted that they would do that. They did that. They did that early in the season. Austin said they, they wouldn't do that all year. And obviously, this whole season got turned on its face. Yeah, yeah. So, like to pre preseason predictions have changed because of what we've seen from the season, right? From seven and three to where they are now. But they figured out more about Malik Willis that they should not give him those opportunities to hurt the football team because they did, and he did. He hurt the football team by fumbling
0: and not doing the correct thing. And that was the Broncos game. So the last time we've seen Malik Willis on the field in a non-quarterback capacity was the Broncos game back in, uh, you know, second week in November which was after he started two games. So, you know, what I said earlier was incorrect, where I said, you know, maybe they feel more confident that Malik's got actual experience. Well, they did that, and he fumbled uh, the next game that he wasn't the starter. And so we haven't seen it for a while. So, you know, who knows? But I guess we'll find out uh, that's the best thing about it. All right, Zach, let's get to some throwing shade here to wrap up this Wednesday show. We always throw shade on Wednesdays. And for what it sounds like, uh, both of us had shade-worthy experiences Uh, to kick off the new year on new year's day so we're going to hear about it and get your shade in the chat too but first let me tell you guys about the bone and joint institute boneandjointtn.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care whenever you get hurt in life you have to know who to go to and who to trust and that's the folks in franklin at the bone and joint institute they are the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care and region means all of middle tennessee northern alabama Southern Kentucky. If something happens in sports, uh, rec sports, if your son or daughter gets hurt in youth sports, if you get hurt doing anything else in life, Bone & Joint Institute, they can help you out. They're fantastic at what they do. They've got all the bells and whistles at their facility in Franklin and beyond, boneandjointtn.org.
2: A Z Sports, we are powered by Bet MGM. Download the app today right there on your screen. Use the promo code A-T-O-Z Sports. That's A-T-O-Z Sports. All one word. They've got you covered when it comes to betting on football. Pro football. New users get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with that promo code. That's all one word in the promo code tab when you sign up. A-T-O-Z-S-P-O-R-T-S. Let's get to shade time.
0: All right. Throwing shade here on this Wednesday. Bring on your shade in the comments Uh, let's see more shade. I see Dom says big shade. Uh, Dennis says shade on skip Bayless for his bad tweet. Um, so, you know, we didn't talk about that yesterday, Zach, during the, uh, Hamlin reaction. I wanted to, but you wanted to, yeah. I mean, it was a stupid tweet. It was a bad optics, tone deaf type tweet. Uh, and I think that's kind of something that we all
2: clowns are going to be clowns. That's just what it is. Clowns are going to be clowns. And, Skip Bayless, he, he's like he's like that kid in high school that is always going to disrupt for the attention. He's just that guy. Mm-hmm. And he's going to disrupt in like a terrible way. And now it's just on a public forum. And so, look, Skip Bayless I, drives me crazy. I can't stand him. I think he is a baiter. He baits people. And I don't have respect for that. And so... Uh, that's my opinion on Skip bales. Yeah,
0: Mr. Jones says shade on all the Malik hate he needs to develop. That was was known when he was drafted because the system he was in in college and not set up for pro-style offenses. Yeah, and and Mr. Jones, I feel like that's taken from something that I said over and over again throughout the months of May, June, and July, and August is that Malik Willis is going to take time. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people like to hype up Malik Willis to her early, and I think that we understood that could happen because that's what happens with quarterbacks, that they get a lot of fanfare and hype uh unfairly to them and Malik Willis was always going to take time uh so you know I don't I don't think Zach and I are hating on Malik Willis I think we're just trying to reiterate that he is not ready and is not going to be ready uh this this season
2: I hope this is the last time I'm gonna say it for this show but he's not very good that's all I'm saying (laughs) yeah yeah. you can take that personally I don't care (laughs) I, I, Sheila says,
0: uh, shade on OSU, Ohio state blowing the game when they were in, when he says, uh, he slash she says, we were in control. Yeah. I, you know, Georgia was set up to lose that game. Um, and Ohio state let them back in. I, I still feel very adamantly Zach that if Jamison Williams doesn't tear his ACL against, uh, Georgia in the national championship game a year ago, that Alabama wins a national title. And I think that game is very different last Saturday. If Marvin Harrison I mean, Junior. If Colt
2: McCoy doesn't no, hurt I, his shoulder but, in the national championship game, Texas. No, but I'm changes just saying the the trajectory of their program and Matt Brown's still there. That, I, that's, valid, but, but again, doesn't I'm, matter.
0: Not, I'm not. I think it does matter when injuries, No, it doesn't. Matt, it happens. I know that, but when injuries happen in a game, they have a result or an impact on the result of the game. But teams
2: have to adapt to them. I I, don't,
0: I I don't, I'm not saying that. Like, I think that's getting misunderstood that, but Georgia could not stop Jamison Williams. Georgia could not stop Marvin Harrison Jr. Both guys got hurt when Georgia was trailing and Georgia won the game. It, those, that's factual. That's factual. And it had a massive impact on the game. And I'm but not even, you, like, complaining about the I, lack but of But it doesn't right. matter.
2: Like, you're bringing up injuries like… Zach, I mean, I, Zach, sound, I guess this is what it is. You may not mean to do it, but it sounds like you're making excuses. No, I'm analyzing the game. I don't, don't think that you are. No, just listen. I don't think that you are based on, I know that you don't really care about… Maybe you don't like Georgia. Maybe that's it because of your Tennessee fan. I picked
0: Georgia to cover, so, I mean, but, know, I but
2: that may be your underlying. But it sounds like you're making excuses. No, I or not. By bringing that up, that's what it sounds like.
0: And Bama Brad says it's absolutely factual. Yes, it is factual that Georgia was trailing when both wide receivers got hurt. Oh, yeah, Bama Brad, of
2: course, Bama Brad. But is it
0: is factual, that. Zach. You cannot argue the fact of what I said.
2: Of, that of what?
0: But it didn't.
2: If, if I was a millionaire, no, Zach, a multi-multi-billionaire, I'd be on a yacht right now not
0: doing this show. Zach, the fact <laughs> is, the fact is that both injuries happened when Georgia was trailing and Georgia won the games after both guys got knocked out of the game. though That is a factual statement because that's what happened. And in those two situations, Marvin Harrison Jr. could do anything he wanted and Jamison Williams could do anything he wanted. And so, look, playing physical is, again, it, it I, had it. That's you're, you're making it not sound like I have an excuse. I'm analyzing the game in that the game changed. I
2: saw your tweet. You tweeted this out. It sounded like you were tweeting out excuse. No, you No, no, I tweeted that. I'm an an outsider just telling you what it looks like, whether you mean to do that or not. That's just what the perception of it is. But again, I'm analyzing the game. That is an observation
0: that has happened in the last two big games, playoff games that Georgia's played in. Stud wide receivers get hurt and can't finish the game. When Georgia's trailing, Georgia wins. That happened twice. Uh, and yes, Orlando, that's football. But again, I'm analyzing the game. And that's yeah. part of
2: Analyzing, excusing. It's what a turning I mean.
0: point. Zach, the NFL does the turning point, don't they? Those, those were a, That was a turning point. When Jamison got hurt last year and when Marv Jr. went okay. out this year, right. turning point.
2: Just like Colt McCoy getting hurt.
0: Yes, turning point. Massive, huge impact. You're saying if. No, I said when. When that happened, Georgia was able to win. Correct. I'm not saying if. I said when. When it happened, this changed. It's a it's an observation. It's a factual observation.
2: But you're also implying that no, if they are. didn't, if they didn't, then the outcomes would be different. Zach, That's what I, you're implying.
0: Zach, I said Correct? Georgia. No, I'm not implying that. You're taking it that way. I tweeted out a, a factual statement Georgia wins its last two playoff games win. Marvin Harrison Jr. gets knocked out. Jamison Williams tears his ACL. Again, Georgia I was trailing when both injuries happened. That's you know what you're doing, though. So, well, that
2: you know what well. you're doing.
0: All right. Uh, so, uh, doing so, yeah, you yeah, got more shade to read. Uh, a couple of shades. I'm going to let uh, your shade go last.
2: Is what okay. Noah Noah says, my shade is uh, for fantasy owners whining about Monday Night Football being postponed because of the matchups, it definitely had an impact, so people are going to have to adapt. And we don't know what the NFL is going to do based on that postponement. Right. Kyle says, shade on Zach for writing off a quarterback who we all knew needed time to develop. Look. You're not writing him off. I just said he's not very good right now. Again, people take things so personally. Like, It's okay. It, he's not very good. He's not very good. And I think admitting that, it doesn't mean that he can't improve. You could probably say Josh Allen was not very good his rookie year at throwing the football because he kept overthrowing his wide receivers. He turned into you know a stellar quarterback who is tops in the league. What's yeah. your shade?
0: My shade, Zach, is on the establishment uh, Chipotle. Uh, so, uh, you know, Chipotle is something keep that going I... going
2: back to the well. Did, well have you had shade on them before?
0: Yeah, I have. But, I, like, I don't go to Chipotle often. Chipotle is a, is a I'm going to bind. We need a meal that's somewhat not, that's somewhat healthy. You can eat healthy Chipotle that's quick and it's easy to go get. There's two Chipotles around my house. I can go to them at a snap of a finger and get back in, in a bind of a time crunch. So January 1st, bind of a time crunch where we had plans that evening and needed to get a meal in before those plans. So the thought was, I'm going to go run to Chipotle, get a meal, come back home, we'll eat it quick, move on to our plans, right? And when I arrived to Chipotle, they have signs on their doors saying that they are taking no in-person or in-dining in orders. It's only online orders and app orders only. I just think it's ridiculous that Chipotle continuously finds themselves in situations where they cannot take somebody's order in their store. And because now if I'm going to order on their app, I've got to pull it up, go through the process and then wait there for 15 or 20 minutes for them to make my order because there's 15 other people in front of me who are having to do the same damn thing. When it would be so much easier for them to make the orders in real time as people walk in. And so I just, I, and so what I had to do time crunch, I just had to walk out. I had to go to the grocery store and just grab some stuff so we could put together something real quick uh, and eat before we had to, had to go to our plants. So like Chipotle, I I don't understand that philosophy and I'm not in charge of running a, a, a fast casual business or whatever the hell they're called, but it just doesn't make sense to me and that they shut down in-person orders uh, just because they need
2: to. Do you not understand why they're doing it?
0: It's the phone. I mean, because people do that, right? They order through their phone?
2: They want you in their system. Once they have you in their system in 2035, which is going to be a lot different than 2023, you're already in the system, and that's how you're going to order. There's not going to be a person in there making the damn thing. It's going to be a robot and you're going to walk in there and you're going to have a screen where you sign in on your Chipotle app, or you can go to a monitor, you order it, you sit down, you don't talk to a damn person. That's why they are in the process. You're in a transitional mode. I'm, I'm not shading no, on your shade. I, I, this, I'm just telling you, ask you go, I don't know why. That's the reason why
0: it's no, it's, it's this Chipotle. It happens like that when they get
2: overwhelmed. No, it's wrong because Chipotle will only run deals on their app. You could only order, like when they came out with their quesadilla, do you remember that? No. I don't, came, I don't pay attention to Chipotle at all. Well, it's yeah. marketing. It's marketing. I'll tell you. They came up, they revealed their, their quesadilla. It was a huge deal. Well, you could only order it on the app. That's the process. They're in transition okay. mode. It's, as I talk about, herding cattle. You gotta get them in one pasture and you gotta get them into the other pasture. They're trying to get you into the app pasture. Well, it's so, only
0: all it's doing is pissing
2: me off. Yeah, that's what cows go through because kicked off. They don't want to go in that pasture. <laughs> because
0: you know what is also not reliable, and I don't try so I have trust issues with Chipotle because whenever I order on the app, they mess things up or they prepare I, that I do crap. not
2: I agree with. Like I think And so
0: why really- I want to order in person at Chipotle is so I can watch them make it.
2: I agree. I 100% agree with that, but you're at the mercy of that fast, casual conglomerate.
0: Yeah. So there you go. That's my shade. Zach, what is your shade?
2: Uh, Well, I'm at the mercy of my homeowners association, which kill me now. Uh, That's been how I felt since this process. So I received an email on New Year's Day. Uh, I guess it was Saturday. So it was New Year's Eve. Excuse me. New Year's Eve, I received an email, a direct email saying changes to the HOA, very important. This was the email, right? Well, I'll read through all the changes. There are some changes that I'm okay with. There's some changes that I absolutely hate. One of the changes is they are discontinuing our trash service. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh is right. Out of the blue, they're discontinuing the trash service. So I've lived here for like five years. There's a trash can right outside of my house. It's a townhome association. You go there, the trash service comes in and picks up the trash every Tuesday or whenever, and that's what happens. Well, the board has just hired a new management company. The, the president of that management company's is Bill. The president of our HOA association is named Jim. Jim replaced Tony. If you remember old Tony, yep. I was bitching and moaning about Tony years ago because that guy was useless. And so they've discontinued, They've they discontinued the trash service. They now expect, mind you in this townhome association, there is like 120 units. Okay? So the trash service comes in and like it's valued. So I pick up the phone and I call Bill. I find Bill's number on Christmas or on, on New Year's Eve. And I rip Bill a new one and I start asking him questions. What the hell is going on? Why are you doing this? And he says he's been in, he's been a part of the management company that has now been a part of our association for three months. And he made this change or suggested to make this change because other homeowners associations that he's dealt with have benefited off of this, that they thought that this was a good way to save money. I asked, and Bill is not very smart because Bill can't answer all the questions. I had a ton of questions. Well, how much does the trash service count cost? Well, we finally figured that out. It was $20,000 per year. How many people have been fined for not picking up their trash? Only 12 have been fined in the full year. And out of 120 units, that's pretty good. So yeah. I emailed, I want to read this. Mm. I emailed Bill and Jim yesterday, and I'm waiting their response. This is my email to the HOA, Bill and Jim, the Bash brothers that are ruining this community. Let's start out with this email. So, and uh, the top is cut off, so (laughs) of course that's going to happen. The email says, Had a chance to talk to Bill on Saturday for a good amount of time about the terrible decision made by the board to get rid of our trash service. I believe this is the worst decision made by HOA since I purchased my home almost five years ago. And Tony was running the show for most of the time, so that's saying something. What are you guys thinking? $20,000 per year for a service that helps the community is extremely valued. Now this community is going to be wrecked with trash. Bill, I also put you responsible for helping with this decision by suggesting that this is something that happens at other HOAs like your own as we discussed on the phone, because we talked about it on the phone. I digress and go on to say, (laughs) this decision needs to be reversed and needs to be soon. It's January 3rd. Take a look at this disgusting dumpster, and I I have pictures to show you. This is because the board's bad decision, It's only going to get worse. For the number of units we have, this is an uneducated move. The change also said that if I wanted to spend 20 extra dollars per month myself for trash service, I could put my trash bags in front of my front door. You don't think squirrels are going to have a field day with that (laughs) on top of how it looks? Ridiculous. So then my last line is, is this and I attach the photos, I say, as you can tell, I'm not happy, want to talk to the two of you and how this needs to be fixed ASAP. Photos of the disaster you created on three short days are attached. So Austin, I walk my happy ass down to see what the dumpsters look like after this is after three days of this decision. Look at the dumpsters. Look at what has happened to the dumpsters after this terrible decision by this HOA board. You can't even use them. No. So this has pissed me off to no end. And so here's my altercation in the streets. I'm walking my, my good friend Tux yesterday when what do you know? Old Bill drives up. And Bill randomly asked me a question like where to go. And he doesn't realize that I'm the SOB that talked to him on the phone for 45 minutes on Saturday. So we have words and I'm basically like, Bill, this is your fault. You made this happen. You are at fault and you're a disaster. And I hope your ass and this management company gets fired sooner rather than later for the abomination of what you've done to this community. He's coming in here not knowing a damn thing about what we are, and so Austin, this is sad but true. But I, I'm going to move. I'm moving. So this is the year that I will find another house. I'm going to rent this place out, uh, and I'm changing. Let somebody
0: else deal with it. I'm letting
2: somebody else deal with Bill's BS. Ugh. And so I'm I'm waiting on a call back from Bill and Jim. Jim's the president. I've dealt with Jim before a little bit over the last five years. And so we got to get this fixed because it is terrible. And it is changing the, the structure of what this community was built on by some random dude named B, uh, or Bill. Oh, and Chris, great question. I'm glad you brought that up. I pay $315 a month. On top of every effing unit in this place, which is 120, let's do some quick math. Math on air with my calculator, my trusty calculator. We got 315 times 120. That's $37,800 per month, which equates to $453,600 per year. And you're telling your dumb Oh, I'm pissed. You're telling me that you you can't spend twenty thousand dollars on trash service. It's a trash decision. I am heated, and this is not going to go unnoticed. I've got. I mean, I got to create a community uproar about this, <laughs> and so uh, this is the situation that I'm involved in. So I will update you once I speak to Jim. This is a process, but. I'm ticked off. So well, that shade. So to wrap things on a bow shade on my HOA.
0: Well, uh, I feel like we're starting yet another year with uh, a follow-up shade that you're going to have last year. It was the parking situation. And then on this, and year what happened? The, you got that stuff done too. So
2: I don't, this is going to be a harder uphill club cl- yeah, because yeah, this yeah. is democracy right now. I've got to get the votes. Uh, Steven says you
0: get an award for the most passionate shade.
2: I'm not here for award. I'm just here to be real. And that's how I feel.
0: All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for us on this Wednesday where we always throw some shade. Don't forget uh, the Titans are back on the practice field again today. Sam Phelan, A to Z Sports Titans reporter will be at the facility uh, getting content for you guys to go up on our YouTube, Facebook, and uh, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. So make sure you like the show before you go. Also, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have not. We're growing, growing, growing. Thanks to everything you guys are doing for us. So keep us up growing there. And Buck Rising will be live tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime at 8. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a Thursday. Appreciate it as always.
2: Adios.